Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Jana, and joined as always by my co-host, the Sherpa Scott Sweeney. Who? It looks like Jana. How are you? Technical. Oh, there you are. Nope, we got you. I'm here. You were gone for a yep. second, but now you're back. <laughs> back. How are you? I'm playing a little under the weather this week, but we're powering through. Oh, do you need a bye week? Uh, the bye week wasn't that kind of the Cowboys. I don't know if I want to go through another one of those. <laughs> oh, well, as long as you're still How eligible things... to do the show, we're okay. We'll keep our fingers crossed. How are things over in, in the Sherpa's land today? Um, they're they're pretty good considering the Giants finally won a game, although one that I certainly wasn't expecting them to win, but uh, hopefully that's the sign of uh, – yeah, an eleven and five season now, but uh, we'll see. Oh, okay. We're gonna we're gonna swing way to the opposite. The pendulum's going all the way to the other side here. Sure, why not? I'm in a good mood I right like now. The Yankees are winning, and the Giants are winning, and the NBA season has started hasn't started really, so the Knicks aren't losing yet. So yeah, things are good. So things are good in your so world. They are. So speaking of our world, do you want to <laughs> tell people how they can reach us, and then we can dive right into our uh, analysis another, for week another seven? Another busy, injury-filled week. But, yes, we will be here, as we always are, for that full 60 minutes every Wednesday night. We're a little later tonight, but still going to bring you all the things that you're going to need to win all of your week seven matchups. Uh, we're going to talk predictions, uh, scores, waiver wire picks, injuries, who to start, who to sit, daily fantasy picks, and more. Obviously, uh, we've got a couple of teams that are by this week, the Lions and the Texans, and we've got some big-name injuries that you're going to need to replace. So we've got all that coming up for you. Um, so if you are here with us, we'll be here until 10 p.m. Eastern time. If you're downloading after the fact, sit back, relax. you got 60 minutes of knowledge coming your way. If you want to have uh, a question answered, have your voice heard throughout the show, uh, feel free to find us all over social media fantasyfootballsherpa.com. You can find everything there. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, at JKIM16, and fantasy underscore Sherpa. So if you have lineup questions, we are always around to help. And with that being said, let's just dive right in. We've got we've got London games. Okay. We've got all kinds of stuff happening this week. Yeah, we've got London games starting at, at regular U.S. hours, it was which is weird. really confusing, but uh, I, I mean, guess they yeah, don't want like the I, people you know, you in Arizona and Los the, Angeles the groove to get up of, at I've got to be awake for a 9 a.m. start and this and that, and now now you're throwing a 1 o'clock London game at me. Like, I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, well, probably better than the people that would have had to get up at 6 a.m. on the West Coast for uh, a 9 or 6.30 for a 9.30 Eastern, you know, 2.30 London time, but... Uh, Anyway, mm-hmm. so why don't we get right into the running backs? Uh, what injuries um, and buys have caught your attention this week? Um, probably the scariest one for a lot of fantasy owners was Leonard Fournette. Uh, it looked worse than it was. He's calling it a sprained ankle. says he'll be fine for this week. Bilal Powell dealing with that calf injury. Terrence West also dealing with a calf injury. Paul Perkins still has those bad ribs. Those are probably going to linger. 
Uh, Orleans Darkwa dealing with a calf injury. That seems to be the injury du jour for running backs. Rob Kelly still dealing with a bad ankle. Wendell Smallwood nursing that knee injury, hoping to play this week, but we'll see. Charkhandrick West is in the concussion protocol. Rex Burkhead has bad ribs as well, and C.J. Procise still dealing with that ankle injury. And then on a bye, we've got Lamar Miller, Dante Foreman, Amir Abdullah, C.O. Riddick. So some decent names we're going to have to replace, that's for sure. And then, of course, we're playing everybody's favorite game. Will he or won't he be suspended this week with Ezekiel Elliott? As of yesterday, he was. Today, he is eligible to play. So he can play this week against the 49ers going forward. It's anybody's guess. Yeah, that's it's. So let me ask you a quick question. Amir Abdullah, do you think he's droppable or do you hang on to him in spite of the, the slow start and the, the bye week if you needed a replacement this week? I'm, I might hang on to him. I just think his long-term prospects are probably better than a lot of the thing, the, a lot of the people you'll be able to get on the waiver wire. Um, but it, I mean, if if he's the low man on the totem pole, I don't think you're going to lose a ton, a ton of value. I just think that overall, I'd probably rather have him on my team than you know. Well, I mean, we all know how I feel about Wendell Smallwood, but that's probably not the best example. But then maybe over like a Chris Ivory or somebody like that. Okay, I'll throw some names at you, and you tell me, uh, you know, here, here are the guys that I had on my waiver wire uh, bandwidth this week as possible pickups. Rob Kelly in Washington, as you alluded to, mm-hmm. um, it still hurt, but um, still he's been cut loose in a lot of leagues. I, mean, I just really don't see Chris Thompson or Samaji Pirine running away with that job, so he's out there. Wendell Smallwood, uh, you know, is at best. You know, running back by committee, Marlon Mack, Indianapolis. You know, Frank Gore doesn't seem to want to let go of the job, but on the other hand, Robert Turbin was injured this week and out for the season, so that's one less uh, you know, mouth to feed in the backfield there. Alex Collins yeah. with Baltimore still out there. Jamal Charles, Samaje Pirine, Matt Forte, Eddie Lacy, Wayne Gallman, Thomas Rawls, um, Dion Lewis, a um, couple others. Yeah, two that are still out there. But uh, what, what are your thoughts on some of those and their value relative to um, to uh, Amir Abdullah? Amir Abdullah. Uh, you know, I like a guy like a Rob Kelly uh, I'd probably like better. Uh, Alex Collins, I like the upside a lot. I just I, I think Buck Allen still, if I'm picking a running back out of that backfield, Buck Allen's probably still the guy I want, especially in a PPR league. But he's been coming on. They're making a concerted effort to really make him more of that offense. So I think as the season goes, his role will grow as well. Uh, I just, for me, I still I still like Amir Abdullah better than a lot a lot of the names out there. Just because with that backfield and especially with Theo Riddick's health track record, I think there's gonna be there's gonna be room for Amir Abdullah still to be a part of that offense. Okay, so. Thomas Rawls is a name that intrigues me. I mean, really, Eddie Lacy is the only guy ahead of him there. But uh, for whatever reason, Pete Carroll, even though he said a few weeks ago Thomas Rawls would be the starter and they really wanted to feature him, doesn't seem like uh, you know, Rawls has really gotten that opportunity yet. And I wonder if he's going to get it this weekend against the Giants or whether you know he's at best just running back by committee with Eddie Lacy at this point. 
I mean, I think if there's any week really to take a flyer on him, I like it this week coming off a bye week. They've had some time to kind of reconfigure that backfield and that offense. And, I mean, he's he's leading the backfield in snaps, and I would expect that trend to continue if not increase. Um, I just – they kind of like the Eagles are with Wendell Smallwood. They really want Thomas Rawls to be their guy, and it just – you know, for injuries and things like that hasn't worked yet, and I don't think they completely trust Eddie Lacy yet. I just I think that if you're able to stash Thomas Rawls or you're able to pick him up and, and plug him in your lineup this week as a buy option maybe in your flex role, I think this is probably the week I want to take a flyer on him. Okay, and then the other question, of course, that's on everybody's mind this week is the uh following that performance last week with Arizona is Adrian Peterson back and for real. And can you trust him in, uh, in your lineup week to week, or, or was that just a mirage? I think he's back. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think he's going to, you know, score two touchdowns that fast every week. And I think that teams are going to not be surprised the way they were. I mean, we didn't know what to expect. He had more yards in, in a half of football than he did in the whole first five weeks with New Orleans. Um, But I I think he's back. He's hungry. He wants a chance to prove himself. This is an offense that really desperately needs that power running back. They need that hole filled. And if he can even just bridge the gap to David Johnson coming back, potentially the end of November, beginning of December, um, that I think is enough. And I think they'll feature him. They will make him a part of this offense because it didn't work not have it. The running game they were putting out there after David Johnson got hurt just wasn't something that kept defenses honest, and it hurt them overall. Their pass game suffered greatly for it in this way. They can be a little bit more of a balanced attack, and Adrian Peterson, even if they only use him on first and second down, I mean, he made the most of it. They have some pretty decent matchups coming down the line, and I, I mean, if he can stay healthy the whole year and you have a backfield that has David Johnson and Adrian Peterson coming down the stretch in a playoff push, I mean, there's a lot of people that like to be in that position. Yeah, I, I agree. I also think it was just a matter of opportunity for him, and I actually do have him, have him ranked in my top 10 um, running backs for yeah. this week. So. Um, why don't we get I'm right there with you. And the fact that they have run. Larry Fitzgerald still having such a spectacular season and Carson Palmer can do enough that that passing game is going to be potent enough to keep defenses from just keying in on Adrian Peterson. That opens up a little bit more room for him to run. And obviously we've seen what he can do once he gets a little bit of space. Okay. So with that said, uh, let me hit you with my, my top 10 running backs. Um, Actually, right. why don't you go first, and uh, then I'll, I'll follow suit. My All right, let's get crazy. I like it. Here, so uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, go with no you problem. first while I retrieve my rankings here. We can do that. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, top of my list this week. I'm pretty hyped on him. I like the matchup. Leonard Fournette. I'm not worried about the sprained ankle. If he's not, I'm not. I'm going all in on it. At Indianapolis, great, juicy matchup for him. Kareem Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Devontae Freeman, Todd Gurley, LaShawn McCoy, J.H.I., Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram, and then I have Jordan Howard and Adrian Peterson just outside of my top ten. Okay. Um, Mine's a little bit different, but not too different. Um, I had Kareem Hunt first and Ezekiel Elliott second. 
Leonard Fournette third, Todd Gurley fourth, Devonta Freeman fifth, Adrian Peterson sixth, uh, C.J. Anderson, I'm going to give him another chance. He disappointed me big time last week, but uh, I'm going to give him I another think chance back this, this week. week. I'm on board with that one. All right. Jarek McKinnon, I have eighth. Jordan Howard, ninth. And Le'Veon Bell was uh, my tenth. So, you know, pretty much in agreement there. The, the one that yeah. I disagree on is, is Jay Ajayi. I, I, I'm just not sold on that Miami offense yet, and I know he had a much – better game at least the second half against Atlanta there but uh yeah I'm I'm just I don't know I there's something there that just yeah I'm I'm not buying it yet but um we'll see maybe that works out we'll see That's all right that's all right Uh so guys I want to stay uh, away from this yeah. week Yep LeGarrett Blunt against the Redskins it looks like Wendell Smallwood's going to play this week at least that's you know all signs are pointing towards that and uh, it just for whatever reason, the Eagles don't seem to think they can coexist. Plus, the Redskins have only allowed three rushing touchdowns to running backs this season. He didn't look good against them in week one. Uh, just not a good recipe for me. Eddie Lacy against the Giants. Again, we were talking about Thomas Rawls. Uh, Seattle coming off a bye week. The Giants, the defense is a little, a little rough around the edges, but it's more their pass defense. I think that'll be an issue for them than their run defense. Matt Forte against the Dolphins, I, it's just not a good matchup. The Dolphins' run defense is pretty good. Um, Orleans Darkwa against the Seahawks, I mean, for me, that's kind of a no-brainer. I don't like starting running backs against the Seahawks personally. And uh, Marshawn Lynch against the Chiefs, I'm staying away from this week as well. Okay. Um, let's see here. So, for me, I had most of those guys were on my – okay list, but further down. The Garrett Blunt is the one I guess I disagree with the most. I had him just outside my top 10, but uh, we'll see. I think things have changed a little bit since the first week of the season, although he seems to be good every other game, so we'll see if this is one of those other games. He was good last week, so if he follows that pattern, that means this is an off week for him, but we'll see. But at the top of my list was uh, Jay Ajayi, uh, Melvin Gordon, not somebody I'm high on, um, avoiding both of the Green Bay running backs, Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones. I don't like Joe Mixon's matchup this week. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Stewart with Carolina, Doug Martin with Tampa, and Bilal Powell. And as you mentioned, Matt Forte with the Jets are also guys that I'd be looking to uh, keep out of my lineup this week if I could. All right, fair enough. I don't have too much of a problem with that. Okay. So uh, wide receiver-wise, what uh, injuries should we advise, should we be paying attention to this week? Another another rough week to be a wide receiver. Uh, Golden Tate, even though he's on a bye this week, worth noting, uh, he did get pretty banged up. Let's see how he is coming out of the bye week. Tamarius Thomas is dealing with a leg injury. Emmanuel Sanders is not going to play this week with this ankle injury. Stephon Diggs still dealing with a sore groin. He looks like he's going to play, but keep an eye on it. Devontae Parker didn't play last week with that ankle injury. We'll see how it looks this week. Uh, so far, looking not great, but that'll probably go down to game time. Jeremy Macklin still dealing with a shoulder injury. Muhammad Sanu dealing with that hamstring injury that's kept him sidelined the last few weeks. Sterling Shepard's got a bad ankle, and he's a giant wide receiver, which means he's 
probably going to get injured anyway. Kenny Golladay dealing with a bad hamstring. Jordan Matthews still dealing with that thumb injury, still not playing. Don't have a timetable for him yet. Kenny Britt dealing with a sore groin. And Corey Davis with that hamstring injury. On a bye this week, you have DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Golden Tate, and Marvin Jones. So we've got we've got some holes to fill here. Okay, and to fill them, some guys that I have my eye on this week would be uh, Jermaine Curse. Um, with the yeah. Jets, Ted Ginn with the Saints, Dante Moncrief from Indianapolis, uh, your favorite Cooper Cup with the Rams still out yeah. there in the league, Marquise Lee with Jacksonville, uh, the whole mm-hmm. Arizona contingent, J.J. Nelson, Jaron Brown. You know, John Brown got picked up in a lot of weeks in leagues this year, um, this week following his performance last weekend, so he's probably not out there anymore, but... Um, yeah, I still don't know what's going on from week to week with that Arizona um, thing. Although, as you mentioned before, if Adrian Peterson stabilizes the running game and they can't key on the passing game, maybe that opens up opportunities even for the third and fourth receivers there. Uh, Taylor Gabriel with Atlanta, Corey mm-hmm. Davis and Jordan Matthews, as you alluded to, are injured, but still worth speculative pickups. Robbie Anderson starting to you know, come back to life with the yeah. Jets. Mike Williams finally got on the field, albeit just for one catch with the Chargers last week. Robert Woods still out there in a lot of leagues, leagues with the Rams. Paul Richardson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and if you're really desperate, maybe a Roger Lewis or a Kendall Wright. I really, I, I think I'm most excited about Robert Woods this week. Really, even though it's a London game and I really hate them, um, I just, he's, it looks like probably not going to be against Patrick Peterson. He's going to be against some of their lesser cornerbacks. I'm looking at you, Justin Bessel. But uh, I think even in London, I think this Rams team is going to have to throw the ball. And I I think Robert Woods has the potential to really have a nice week this week. He's been getting targets. He's had at least five catches the past four games. Uh, For me, I think he's worth taking a flyer on. Okay. So um, shall I lead off with the wide receiver top yeah. 10 and get your reaction to that? All right. So my number one this week is Julio Jones with Atlanta. Um, Brandon Cooks mm-hmm. with New England going up against Atlanta, number two. Tyreek Hill with Kansas City, three. Larry Fitzgerald, four. Um, this will probably surprise you a little bit, but I still have Jordy Nelson as number five, even with the quarterback change there. Uh, Mike I've Evans, Tampa. But, yeah. Mike Evans, okay, maybe not as much of a disagreement as I thought. Mike Evans, Tampa Bay, six. Calvin Benjamin, Carolina, seven. Mike Thomas with New Orleans, eight. Devontae Adams with Green Bay, nine. Des Bryant uh, with Dallas, ten. And then some guys just outside for me are Keenan Allen and uh, Doug Baldwin. Okay, yeah, we didn't we didn't have too many disagreements. Um, I've got I've got Antonio Brown one, Julio Jones two for me. They're pretty interchangeable this week. Uh, I've got Des Bryant three, Larry Fitzgerald four, AJ Green five, followed by Michael Thomas, Mike Evans. Uh, looking at Demarius Thomas as well as, like I said, I have Jordy. Oh, I'm sorry. I take you nine. Yeah. Okay. And I've got Jordy Nelson ten. So I I mean our lists aren't that aren't that different. I just, no. I mean, I think there's a lot of, a lot of games have the potential to be a little higher scoring this week. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll either be really high scoring or really low scoring. The, the only 
one that I would disagree with is the A.J. Green pick going up against the Pittsburgh defense. I mean, it's hard to know which Pittsburgh defense is going to show up. If it's the one we you know, saw two weeks ago against Jacksonville, then you know he could have a field day. If it's the one we saw last week against the Chiefs, then you know maybe not so much. Um, we'll, we'll see. I, the, the ones that were on my avoid list for this week, A.J. Green was actually at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Ooh, Stephon okay. Diggs, as you referred to, still banged up. Uh, T.Y. Hilton with Indianapolis. Adam Thielen with Minnesota. Um, Jarvis Landry with Miami. Uh, Robbie Anderson, even though I'm recommending him for the long run, I don't like the matchup this week. Devontae Parker, Jermaine Curse, and uh, rounding out my top ten are Jeremy Macklin and uh, Jeremy Curley. So apparently not a good week to be named uh, Jeremy if, if you want to no, tough, show up on the surface bad list. <laughs> I mean, obviously I, I disagree with uh, with some of those. Adam Thielen, I think, is still a good play for me this week. I like him. Uh, Sammy Watkins, as I alluded to earlier, on my on my bad list. I'm very high on Robert Woods this week. Martavis Bryant, I think it's just they're better. Generally, he's better at home. Um I just think that the amount of snaps and targets he's getting on a regular basis against a tougher defense, at least as far as wide receivers go, I don't love the matchup. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, that game could really go a lot of ways. I'd be a little nervous about putting him in. Uh, T.Y. Hilton against the Jaguars, John Brown against the Rams, not necessarily for any basis other than he had a big week last week which makes everybody think this will be he's the guy now and so probably like Jerron Brown is going to have a bigger game. It's just it's so hard to pick with those wide receivers in Arizona. And Jermaine Curse, I like a lot in the long run. I don't know if I necessarily like this week though. All right, and uh here I'll throw out another name just as a wild card. Uh, Nelson Aguilar has been a hot uh, pickup on waiver wires the last week or two. He's got yeah. four touchdowns now. Is is this the year where he finally lives up to the promise, or do you think this is just an early season mirage? And uh, where do you have him ranked in your list uh, this week? Nelson Aguilar, uh, for me, he's outside of my. He's definitely outside of my top ten. Uh, I maybe I like him better as a flex option if I can use him as that. I don't know if Nelson Aguilar is ever going to live up to first round pick potential. I think having Alshon Jeffrey there has taken a little bit of the heat off him. He's not getting double teamed and the best of every defense has to offer necessarily every game. Alshon Jeffrey's taking away some of that and opening up some more some more lanes for him, which is helping. Uh, until he stops dropping so many footballs, I'm not totally sold on him, but he's getting more looks. He's being more productive than he was last year, and those are good signs. Yeah, I have him ranked roughly 20th this week. Uh, Antonio <laughs> Brown is the one where I'm not as high on him as you are. That should be an interesting matchup because Cincinnati and Pittsburgh have the top two ranked pass defenses uh, so far this mm-hmm. season based on average yards uh, allowed per game. So we'll see, you know, obviously Antonio Brown and A.J. Green, two of the better receivers in football. So who's going to win that battle? You know, that probably go a long way to determining who, who wins that game. So should be a, a good yeah. one. So now let's uh, get on to quarterbacks and obviously the big injury this week with Aaron Rodgers, but uh, who else should mm-hmm. we uh, be keeping an eye on? 
So Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. He's having surgery. Uh, they aren't sure what his timetable is going to be just yet. Jameis Winston was knocked out of the game for a period of time with a bad shoulder. Really confusing to the severity of that. He, the whole the whole thing was a little strange how it was handled, but he seems like he's on track to play this week. Be cautiously optimistic. Trevor Simeon also knocked out for part of the game with a shoulder injury. Andrew Luck, who looked like he was progressing well, he had started throwing last week, had ramped it up this week, started feeling some pain. They've shut him down. Uh, the timetable's kind of out the window on him, and Sam Bradford's still still dealing with that knee injury. Uh, really just kind of count on Case Keenum being your guy until it looks like they have an answer for Sam Bradford. Also worth noting, Teddy Bridgewater coming off the pup list, what they do with him. They've got three weeks to decide, but something to keep in your back pocket. Yeah, my guess would be that if he plays, it won't be – and they won't take him off the list until the end of that three-week window. So if you're probably not. Also, also right worth now, noting that Brian Hoyer got benched for ineffectiveness in the second quarter right. and uh, brought in rookie C.J. Bethard from uh, Iowa. Came in, didn't do a bad job. He was serviceable. Yeah, an interesting there that his uh, tight end George Kittle is also. Uh, rookie from Iowa, so that's probably one of the few instances in NFL history where you've got a rookie quarterback throwing to the rookie well, we tight had end that, that we had college, uh, but... uh, the Harvard connection as well when Ryan Fitzpatrick came in the game last week, so we had the Iowa connection and the Harvard connection quarterback to tight end, so you know, it's always nice to see those yeah. things. Well, with the Iowa guy, those guys actually played together. I mean, Ryan, Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick I think is in like his, you know, <sighs> 14, he was, 12th or 14th he was, he was season. Yeah, there wasn't any overlap there. Right? Like, um, <laughs> no. yeah, his, his kids were probably doing six-digit multiplication in their head. He might have showed uh, up. Cameron he might have given like a graduation address. <laughs> probably. So, yeah, but but oh. that's an answer. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. But you're right about that. So yeah, some, um, quarterbacks. It was the first I have time. my. It was the first time a Harvard quarterback had had thrown a touchdown to a Harvard uh, another Harvard player in the NFL, I believe. That's interesting. So that means that, no, uh, that Ryan Fitzpatrick will probably wind up with San Francisco now and end up uh, uh, handing off the ball to Kyle Jusich then at some point. See, there you go. Throwing a touchdown. You can make but, this happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's probably one of the few teams Ryan Fitzpatrick hasn't played for at this point. I think he's started with the Rams way, way back, or Cincinnati, I forget which. But uh, I mean, he's, he's done time with a lot of teams. Torch with, yeah, Buffalo, the Jets, you know. So. But um, so in terms of pickups this week, Ryan Fitzpatrick would be pretty far down my list. Uh, rather have Tyrod Taylor, Eli Manning, Jared Goff, mm-hmm. Blake Bortles, Jacoby Brissett. I, I just think at this point you, you almost can't count on Andrew Luck for anything this season, if you're holding no. him for a bench spot and you've got the opportunity to add somebody like a Tyrod Taylor or a Jared Goff and it's a redraft league and it's not a dynasty league, I think I would almost cut my losses with luck at this point. You know, if you get him back, it's probably not going to be before, you know, week 11 or 12. And at that point, you know, unless you're a playoff bound team and, you know, want to roll the dice with that, go, you know, good luck. But, you know, if you're in the mm-hmm. thick of it, you know, with a bunch of other teams and looking at streaming quarterback options, I don't think you can really afford the luxury of carrying him 
on your roster anymore. Yeah, I'm with you there. I was talking to somebody earlier today about it. They finally cut their losses with him, and it, yeah. it just it it was time. It was time. I like the yeah. hope. I like the pipe dream, but there are just so many more deserving options out there. And then guys like Brett Hundley and C.J. Beathard, um, I think I would actually pick those guys up ahead of Jake Cutler, Joe Flacco, yeah. and even Josh McCown because you know those guys—they're mediocre at best. You know, you're not gonna—they're not gonna win you any fantasy matchups. But you know, Hundley and Beathard, maybe there's some upside there, especially with Hundley. You know, given the—I mean, you look at who he's got around him. It's a team that's yeah. built to win, and I, yeah. I mean, he's gonna be at home this week. It helps. Yeah facing a, a not so formidable um well we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see it, it should be yeah it should be good you know new orleans and green bay will definitely be one of the better uh games this yeah week. and it, but, if you look um, at cj beathard then he's sure he's got dallas this week which you know an okay matchup but then he's got philadelphia and arizona coming down the pipeline um you know if you need somebody to get you through the next couple of bye weeks or because you have an injury or you know something at least at least you know you've got a couple of weeks of def- decent matchups out of him and he really didn't look bad i mean he did an all right job he's got you know carlos hyde there he's got a run game to to kind of work with him but i i was impressed with what i saw out of him yeah and he's got his college tight end so what more could you possibly yeah. want exactly the ultimate safety blanket. That's right. So in terms of um, top options for this week, I'm going to say Matt Ryan and Tom Brady are my one and two since they're facing yeah. off against each other. Uh, Drew Brees mm-hmm. is number three for me. Carson Palmer and Jared Goff are four and five facing off against each other in London. Uh, Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins facing off against each other in Philadelphia are my six and seven Alex Smith against Oakland, eight. Jameis Winston, if he plays, would be ninth for me. And then uh, Brad Hundley would round out my top ten. And then Philip Rivers, Zach Prescott, Russell Wilson, just outside my top ten. I um, My list was very similar to yours. Uh, I'm, I'm not nearly as high as ja- on Jameis Winston as you are. I have Tyrod Taylor in my top ten, as well as Russell Wilson and Marcus Mariota. Uh, I, but for the most part got a lot of overlap. Um but I I for me I am not into Jameis Winston this week. I'm I'm really not feeling good about that Tampa Bay team overall against Buffalo, but we'll get there later. <laughs> we'll get <Okay>. there. <laughs> and for me Marcus Mariota is somebody that I'm actively trying to stay away from this week. See, I, I'm very I, excited. I, I I I have good feelings about him this week. I'm very into Marcus Mariota coming into this week. Yeah, and that's not just because I have three teams named Mariota Cart. It's not that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Probably not. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I just even though they're playing Cleveland, I just don't see that as a, as a good matchup for him. Cleveland, it seems to me, most of their problems are on the offensive side of the ball at this point. You know, picking a quarterback and sticking with them would be a good start. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. And Marcus Mariota didn't look very mobile. On Monday night, of course, he didn't have to be, but uh, we'll see. I, I think Cleveland might be a tougher test for him, especially if he's not able to, to move around in the pocket. If he's just Would a, you feel better about starting there. Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr this week if you had to start one of them? Um, yikes. That's, that's 
for me, those are, that's like the drags this week. But I would probably <laughs> for pick me, Mariota it'd be Marcus Mariota, no doubt. A lot yeah, of people, well, I think, you would disagree with me. Though. Uh, this is I true. I don't know. I, I, Derek Carr, I didn't see much out of last week in Kansas City. Yeah, has a decent pass rush. So yeah, I and I haven't really seen much of a run game from Oakland that we keep Kansas City honest. So. Yeah, I, I think Derek Carr, that, that could be a real disaster. Marcus Mariota, I just, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. We obviously disagree on that one. Um, other guys yeah. I'm looking to avoid this week, uh, Cam Newton, don't like his matchup, uh, Tyrod Taylor, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Andy Dalton, Mitchell Trubisky, Joe Flacco, Derek Carr, and Case Keenum. Those would be my... Uh, sort of bottom 10 for quarterbacks this week. See, I don't, I don't I mean, have, obviously... Uh, or Jay Cutler than any of those guys. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'm i okay with Ben Roethlisberger. I know I'm very much in the minority there. Um, obviously, Marcus Mariota, I'm, I'm fine starting. But there, for me, it's guys like Jameis Winston I want to stay away from this week. Uh Philip Rivers, I don't like the matchup there either. Eli Manning, you had on your list as well. Um, Andy Dalton, like you mentioned. Jay Cutler, I think, is a no-brainer. You don't want to start. Trevor Simeon, banged up against the Chargers. Um, normally, if healthy, I think I would like that matchup better. And Josh McCown at the Dolphins, I don't like too much this week either. Okay. So how about uh, tight ends and uh, any injuries or buys that we should be aware of this week? Yeah, I mean, sadly, we're things are still rough in the tight end world a little bit. Um, so Charles Clay still out with that knee injury, that that still hurts my soul a little bit. Uh, as far as other tight ends, we've still got Tyler Eifert out with a back injury, but nobody else really re-injured anything this week, which is nice. Ryan Griffin and Eric Ebron uh, both out on your bye this week. I think we'll be able to get by. There's still a lot of good tight ends available out there. Um, and, and, you know, there's there's good options. There's definitely people to stream this week. is going to be friendly to some tight ends. Uh, as far as probably the ones off the waiver wire we talked about earlier, George Kittle in San Francisco, uh, his situation obviously has changed with the quarterback change. It's a good thing. Even with the matchup against Dallas, they're normally pretty pretty stingy against tight ends, but I still think it's worth a start this week for him. Nick O'Leary, who is uh, kind of the Charles Clay replacement for now, not a lot of people still alive and well to catch passes in Buffalo, and Nick O'Leary is definitely going to benefit from that. Austin Hooper still available a lot of places. Zach Miller, Ed Dixon, uh, Tyler Croft, and Vernon Davis probably would round out my list. Okay, our lists um, look pretty similar. Um, uh, Ed Dixon would be at the top of my list. Jack Doyle with Indianapolis. Uh, Jared Cook with Oakland. Jesse James with Pittsburgh. Zach Miller with Chicago. George Kittle and Vernon Davis, as you mentioned. Those are the guys that were on my list. Yeah, yeah, pretty solid. There's no real problems uh, with those. So um, why don't you start off with your top ten for uh, tight ends, then? Uh, Number one, probably I would guess on your list as well, Rob Gronkowski, Zach Ertz in Philadelphia for me, Travis Kelsey, Delaney Walker, Evan Ingram, Jimmy Graham, Jordan Reed, 
I think that there's going to be uh, definitely some tight end points to be had in that Washington-Philadelphia game. Austin Safarian Jenkins, I sound like a broken record, but it's true. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, Austin Hooper, and Cameron Brait would be it for me. Okay, so um, my top ten was Rob Gronkowski first, Austin Hooper second, Zach Ertz third, Travis Kelsey fourth, Martellus Bennett, a little bit of a surprise there, but he'd be my okay. fifth. Cameron Brait sixth, George Kittle seventh, Hunter Harvey with the Chargers um, eighth, Jason Witten, your old friend there, um, Dallas nine, and Ed Dixon with Yep, Ed Dixon with uh, <laughs> Carolina would round out my top ten, and then Kyle Rudolph, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Evan Ingram, Jordan Reed would be just outside my my top ten then. Fair enough, fair enough. Hey, how um, about your, for uh, me, avoid as much list? as I like Jason Witten, I've got him on my avoid list. Uh, I just I don't I don't necessarily like the matchup. Makes me nervous. I would love to be wrong about that. Uh Kobe Fleener against the Packers. It's I mean, he's looked good the last few weeks, but then last week kind of ran into a wall with the Lions being in Lambeau Field at, against the Packers who haven't allowed a touchdown um to a tight end this season. Eh, maybe not the best option there in my book. Uh, Julius Thomas against the Jets, Jack Doyle against the Jaguars, and Jesse James against the Bengals are on my avoid list this week. Okay. So on my <laughs> avoid list, um, Delaney Walker, again, that stems from the Marcus Mariota pick and how we see that differently, so it's not surprising that we would disagree on Delaney Walker given that we disagreed on Marcus Mariota. I think this game is we're going to go different ways on. <laughs> Potentially. We'll see. That'll be interesting. Uh, Jack Doyle, also on my list. Tyler Croft with Cincinnati. Zach Miller with the Bears. Ben Watson with Baltimore. Deion Sims caught a touchdown pass for the Bears last week, but still on my avoid list for this week. Uh, Mercedes Jenkins with um, Jacksonville. Uh, Julius Thomas. Uh, Nick O'Leary was actually on my avoid list, and David and Joku with uh, Cleveland also on my uh, avoid list for this I think week. I'm also a lot higher on the Bills this week than you are. I think that's what I'm learning from our rankings. <laughs> yeah, let's see. The the Bills and the Titans seem to be two that we uh, – and uh, Cincinnati, yeah. there seem to be a couple that we're disagreeing on. Let's see if that carries <laughs> over to the game picks then. But uh, how about uh, – Defenses, any that? Um, why don't you give me your uh, top ten defenses for this week? Um, I, I would guess our lists are going to look pretty similar. I've got the Jags and Seahawks and Vikings at the top of mine, followed by the Broncos and Panthers, uh, the Ravens, Steelers, Bills, Titans, and Dolphins. Okay, yeah, um, our list there was a lot of. Uh, overlap there. Um, I had Tennessee as my number one, um, followed okay. by Pittsburgh, the Jets, Tennessee. Oh, how did I have Tennessee in both places? I must have. That's uh, how excited you are about them. See? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I had, slowly uh, converting you. <laughs> no. It was, uh, Even better, that's how, how terribly you feel about Cleveland this week. <laughs> no, I had Cleveland was actually my fourth rated defense, so that's why I I think that uh, that Tennessee Cleveland game will be pretty low scoring. <laughs> Denver five, Seattle six, Minnesota seven, Kansas City eight, Jacksonville nine, and uh, 
Miami would be my uh, um, 10th defense, and then uh, Carolina just outside that. So how about uh, defenses to avoid? Who's on your list? Uh, the Packers. Packers this week. <laughs> I think you could say both the Packers and the Saints, uh, but more so the Packers, obviously, with a, a rookie quarterback. Uh, the Falcons going against the Patriots, normally a good start. Not this week. Uh, the Redskins against the Eagles, I don't love there. The Bears, uh, the Bengals against the Steelers, and the Raiders against the Chiefs on Thursday night. Okay, so little disagreement um, on our list, but uh, New England is the one I would try to stay away from the most. Oakland, Arizona, Rams, Atlanta, Chargers, Green Bay, Washington, and Philadelphia, New Orleans are my top ten, and Baltimore just outside. So it should be interesting to compare our, our game picks this week. So it's, uh, we should probably uh, get through those pretty quickly so we have some time left for uh, DFS. And so should we just dive right in? Let's do it. Let's get ready to argue. <laughs> okay. So first up, Thursday night, Kansas City at Oakland's um, Visiting teams have a pretty good record in Thursday night games this week small and this season, small sample size, of course, but uh, which is the real Kansas City, the one we saw the first five weeks or the one we saw last week? I'm betting that it was the one we saw the first five weeks. I think last week was just an anomaly. Oakland, on the other hand, I think that they are in trouble, and I think Kansas City wins this pretty easily. I'll go with the final score, Kansas City 38, Oakland 17. I had 27-17. Uh, Kansas City winning. I know there there are people out there picking Oakland to upset the Chiefs here. I think that's, even for me, that's a little aggressive. Uh, Derek Carr is, is one re- two weeks removed from fracturing his back. They've lost four consecutive games. Even being at home, uh, it's not enough. It's a short week. I just I think this Chiefs defense is going to give, give Derek Carr a little bit of fits this week, and, and I don't see... Short of something catastrophic happening, I don't see a way that the Raiders are going to win this game. Okay, next up we've got the London game. To me, this is both one of the most interesting games of the week and also one of the biggest coin flips. Um, It's in London. Who knows? Adrian Peterson, Arizona looks like a completely different team. I'm going to give the game to them on a coin flip. I'll go with Arizona 35, Rams 34. I'm going to go with the Cardinals 30, the Rams 20. Um, I think that the Rams are still going to put up a fair amount of fantasy value points here, Um, but I think that Adrian Peterson will be the difference maker. Maybe not necessarily that he's going to be scoring the points, but enough to keep the defense honest here. I think the Arizona passing game is really going to be what wins them this game. But this is actually a London game I'm, I'm excited to see. Yeah, now, as far as the Arizona receiving core, do you feel like we have any more clarity after last week? Is John Brown definitely separated himself as the number two receiver there? Because I saw Jaron Brown and uh, J.J. Nelson getting dropped in a lot of leagues this week. So is it clear to you that uh, John Brown is number two? It's almost like trying to pick who the New Orleans wide receiver is going to be the best one from week to week. We played that game for a long time where – Who's Tom Brady going to target more this week in New England? It's a crapshoot for me. I, you just try to look at the defense they're playing against and try to try to piece together who might be matched up against who, and from there, who's going to have a better week. 
I mean, I like Jerron Brown and J.J. Nelson just as much as I like John Brown. Larry Fitzgerald is far and away the standout out of that group, but if you have any of the other three, I think they're fine flex options. They're still going to get looks, and even I think they become more valuable now that this run game is actually a factor. Okay. Next up, we've got Adrian Peterson's old team, Minnesota, hosting Baltimore. This is one of the few home teams that I'm going to pick this week. I think Baltimore's offense is just a mess right now. It's hard to believe Joe Flacco was a Super Bowl quarterback four years ago, but um, I think at this point, Case Keenum is arguably a better NFL quarterback than Joe Flacco. I think Minnesota will win this one, and you know, I'll give them, I'll pick them to win this pretty easily. Minnesota 27, the offenseless Baltimore Ravens 17. I'm going to take Minnesota 24-21. I think the Ravens will at least stay in it. But I, I just this game kind of makes me sad. <laughs> like these teams should be better. Um, Baltimore, like you said, they have pieces. Sure, they have. There, there have been injuries, but they shouldn't be as. I, like I feel like we shouldn't be as confused as to what they are still at this point in the season after six, after six weeks. Um, I just don't think Joe Flacco has enough around him to overcome this Viking defense. And the Vikings are playing good defense right now, which is not good for Joe Flacco and the Ravens. Uh, I don't think this is going to be one of our highest scoring games of the day, but I think the defenses are going to factor more into the point scoring here than in a lot of other games. Okay, we've got Carolina with the long rest after their Thursday night loss to the Eagles last week. They're on the road against Chicago. I think they get back in the win column I'll go with a final score here. Low-scoring game, Carolina 21, Chicago 17. I went with Carolina 27, Chicago 20. Uh, Mitchell Palooza, I think, is going to struggle, even though he's at home. I just I don't think there's enough there to overcome this offense. Cam Newton's looked – he's – granted, the Panthers did not win last week, but Cam Newton's looked better the last two weeks here. I think he's going to stay on track, and uh, I, I just I think it could be a long day for Mitchell. Okay. Next we've got uh, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Uh, I just I, I don't really want to watch this game, but uh, I'll pick a score Another anyway. Another game that I'll kind of makes me sad. <laughs> I'll say uh, Jacksonville 28, Indianapolis 17. Okay. I, I don't have a problem with that score. I think because Jacksonville lost this last week, they probably will win this week. It's a roller coaster. And this is a story of quarterbacks who can't play complete games. Jacoby Brissett cannot finish a game. Great in the first half, second half's a little sketchy. Blake Bortles, generally not great in the first half. Better at finishing in the second half. You put them together, you get one functional quarterback. That would be nice. But instead... I think we're going to see two different halves of football, and I think the Jaguars are just going to have enough overall. I think their defense will keep them in it. Um, but Jacoby Brissett has been more than serviceable. He's been better than I think we expected him to be with what he has around him in Indianapolis. It's just this defense isn't going to isn't going to work for him. Okay, final score. So oh, I I had the same score you did. I'm I'm right okay. there with you. It just this this okay. game is just. All right, next, uh, one of the more interesting games, New Orleans at Green Bay. 
I think uh, Brett Hundley is going to do a lot better than some people think, but I just think New Orleans has more firepower on offense, you know, with Drew Brees at quarterback. So I'll pick them to win this one on the road. New Orleans 34, Green Bay 28. I'm actually going to pick the Packers to win this game, um, which might be a little bit of an unpopular pick. I'm going to pick them 24-21. I think it's close. Uh, The Saints going to Green Bay, playing outside, not the best recipe for success there. I think Brent Hundley, I really liked him in college. I think having the full week to prepare here and knowing he's a starter going into this, if you're going to start, this defense is, is one, while they are playing better, they're still going to give up points. And um, I, I think that Green Bay, the defense will help them out, and Hundley's going to do just enough that they can win this game. Don't hit the okay. panic button yet, Green Bay. You'll be all right. Okay. The next game is the Jets at Miami. This is another game that I can't wait not to watch. Um, <laughs> I guess somebody's got to win it. and I'll Somebody has to win. Somebody has to win. I'll go with the Jets to win this by a field goal. I'll say Jets 17, Miami 14 in the offensive uh, shootout here. I am going to take the Dolphins 21-14. I think that the Dolphins' defense is the difference here. It's certainly not Jay Cutler. Uh, The Dolphins did rally last week, as predicted, but but I don't necessarily think that that's going to be what is a deciding factor in their season. But I think the Jets kind of are going to have a little bit of a letdown after really sticking with the Patriots and and competing in that game. I think this is going to be kind of a letdown game for them. And that Miami defense maybe isn't getting enough credit. So I'm taking them as the difference maker here. Well, they didn't deserve any in the first half of last week, but uh, second half. It's okay. Things turned around. That was a team that closed. (laughs) I'm not buying it. But, uh, well, I mean, I I don't think the offense, I don't think their defense is going to be the, the problem here. I think it's their offense, but we'll see. I guess that I think their defense will keep them in it so that Jay Culler can do whatever it is Jay Culler's going to do, and that's throw to the other team, obviously. But I think right. the if we keep arguing about Jay Cutler, then if we keep arguing about Miami players named Jay, we're not going to get to DFS, so I'll try to keep things rolling then. <laughs> so, Tampa Bay at Buffalo. Uh, I'll go with uh, Tampa Bay to win this. This is assuming, of course, that Jameis Winston is playing quarterback, which might not make much difference to you. But uh, I'll go with uh, Bucking, the Bucks to win this game on the road. I'll say Bucks 28, Bills 20. I have the Buffalo Bills upsetting Tampa Bay here. I have them winning 28-21. Uh, doesn't matter to me if Jameis Winston plays or not. Bill's coming off a bye. They're rested. They're at home. Tyrod Taylor is going to make things happen here. He and Nick O'Leary, this is it all day. I'm telling you, mark it down. (laughs) Last week I mentioned that all four teams that had a bye week the previous week were playing at home last week, and I thought that was an unfair advantage to them. Of course, three of those four teams lost then. I mean, they may agree with you that it should not have been that way. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) <laughs> um, so hopefully the similar fate will uh, befall Buffalo this week. But uh, let's move on then. We've got uh, the game. I actually think Tennessee is going to win this game against Cleveland, but I think it'll be low scoring. I'll go with final score of uh, Tennessee 21, Cleveland 14. 
Okay, I think this is going to be a little higher scoring, but that's all right. I'm going to take them 24-20, to 20, Tennessee over the Browns. Um, I think the Browns are going to hang in there. Titans are playing on a short week. Uh, I think their defense is better than they clearly have shown lately. I just – the Browns haven't figured out their quarterback situation yet. I think Marcus Mariota is going to – he's going to eke out a victory here. I'm excited about it. Okay. Um, Dallas at San Francisco, I don't think this will be much of a contest. Uh, pick the Cowboys um, over the 49ers, 31-20. to 20. I bet I'm winning 27-21. I, I think this is going to be a closer game. I'm a little more nervous about this than you are. Um, I, I think San Francisco is going to hang in. They're not going to win this week, but they're going to hang in. Dallas has a lot going on outside of things. Well, somebody wrote the other day, it might have been on CBSSports.com, calling them the best 0-6 team ever and I think that was based on I'm the fact that they've lost that. five of their Absolutely. games by a field goal or less but um, the yeah, Redskins that, did that everything they could to give that game to the 49ers last week yeah well I'm still not uh, super impressed I mean if San Francisco's losing close games and they really think that a quarterback switch is, is going to salvage their season I, I don't think so but more likely that they just concluded Brian Hoyer isn't the answer and they wanted to See what they have with I'm CJ drinking Beathard the Kool-Aid. So I, think, I, think it'll, to... I think it's fixable. Uh, we'll see. I, to me, it seems like, okay, <laughs> this last you know, seven, eight games of the season for them are going to be an audition for C.J. Beathard, and depending on how that goes, they'll either you know, try to go out and sign Kirk Cousins in the offseason as a free agent or draft one of the highly ranked quarterbacks coming out of college. We'll see. So I'm um, mm. just moving things along then. We've got Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Again, two weeks ago, I picked Pittsburgh as one of only two uh, home teams that I thought was going to win this week. I'll pick them as one of only three home teams I think are going to win this week. Hopefully they'll have better luck this week at home than they did against Jacksonville. I'll say Pittsburgh 24, Cincinnati 14. I've got the Steelers winning 27-20, so a little higher scoring here on my end. Okay. And next up we've got Denver at uh, at the Chargers, uh, I'll go with Denver 35, the Chargers 20. As Denver bounces back in a big way from their upset loss at home against the Giants Sunday night. I'm worried about the Broncos here. I'm I'm taking them in a very small margin of victory. I'm taking them 20 to 17, but I could see this easily going the other way. I, the Chargers are on a roll here. They won two straight. So I have Denver scoring almost as many points as you have the two teams combined scoring. So that'll be yeah. interesting to see whose uh, version of the game plays out. Um, Seattle at the Giants. I would love the Giants to win you know, the last uh, 11 games in a row, as I mentioned before. But realistically, I think their winning streak, as it were, ends at one. I'll say Seattle 28, uh, Giants 20. I've got 28-17. I've got Seattle winning. Sorry. I mean, they got the run game sort of going last week, the Giants did. Sort of. Yeah, Orleans Starclaw was a pretty popular pickup this week. I'm not sure I would start him. Yeah, he's, he's certainly not in my top 10, not really even in my, barely in my top 20, but uh, yeah, you probably have him ranked a lot lower than that. So, uh, Atlanta at New England, Super Bowl rematch Sunday night. I think. This will be a high-scoring game just as the Super Bowl was. Only difference is I don't think Atlanta blows this. I just think New England's defense is too much of a mess right now. So 
in spite of Atlanta's loss to Miami last week, I'll go with them this week. I'll say Atlanta 41, Patriots 31. I have Atlanta 33, New England 30. So we both agree they'll win. It's just by how much. All right. There you have it. Take it to the bank. And then finally, we've got the Monday night game, Washington at Philadelphia. This is another one that I think could go either way, but uh, Eagles looking like the best team in the NFC right now. And the only thing that doesn't make, doesn't pain me to say that is that hardly ever is the best uh, team after six weeks, also the best team after 16 or 17 weeks. So I have no doubt that the Eagles will stumble at some point, but uh, I think they'll continue their winning ways this week, winning by a field goal at home. I'll say Philadelphia 34, Washington 31. I've got this a little lower scoring. I've got them winning 24-21, the Eagles winning. So we're a little, a little different there, but, again, still same result. Um, One of us just made it, a typo. Yeah. <laughs> one or the other. We'll, that'll we'll we'll get to the bottom of it once the game's final. We'll know for sure. <laughs> right. So uh, why don't you give us your DFS picks for the week? Uh, so we've got uh, a lot of good stacks this week: the Falcons, Patriots, Cowboys, Tennessee, Buffalo. Obviously, I'm a little higher on those last two than the Sherpa is, but um, certainly some good good stacks. But this week's a little bit little thinner on the value picks. I'm going to give you some of mine uh, to try to get your lineup to the beefed up as much as it can so you can afford to have a Patriot stack. But quarterback-wise, Tyrod Taylor, I'm very excited about his prospects this week. Brent Hudley as well. Cam Newton, C.J. Beathard, I think, if you're looking to save some money, he's still going to get some points for you. Uh, obviously, at it's the value is there for a reason. At wide receiver, in Denver, Benny Fowler. Um, he's going to kind of fill in the Emmanuel Sanders role. He's going to see the lesser of the cornerbacks there. And so I think he could be an interesting, very affordable option if you need someone to plug into your lineup. Jordy Nelson, as we talked about, still going to be a higher-scoring game. And Jordy Nelson, despite the fact that Aaron Rodgers is out, he and Devontae Adams, I think, are going to still be uh, big factors Particularly, Adams Hundley looked to a lot during the game last week after he came in. Pierre Garcon and Robert Woods. Can't tell you enough how much I like Robert Woods' value this week. At running back, Jay Ajay, Carlos Hyde, LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson. The secret's out. Um, only three teams in the league have given up more rushing yards than the Rams, despite the fact that they're in London. Uh, his value for where he can return on what you're going to pay for him in a DFS play this week still probably worth it. And Joe Mixon, I might take a flyer on as a flex option. Uh, tight end, Kyle Rudolph, especially with Stephon Diggs not being 100% healthy, he's going to see some more looks this week. Zach Miller, Delaney Walker, Nick O'Leary, like we talked about before, filling in for Charles Clay and Jack Doyle. And then as far as defenses go, Baltimore, Minnesota, and Tennessee, probably your best bang for your buck there. Uh, so those those are our picks for DFS this week. That does bring us to the end of our hour. We'll be back next Wednesday night, as we are every week for another hour. We'll give you all the news and notes, predictions, start sits, waiver wire pickups, and all that good stuff for you, as well as your DFS picks for the week. If you have questions about your lineup, anything, you find us all week long. We are all over social media. or at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, at Fantasy underscore Sherpa, and JKIM16. So we'll be back for you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening, and good luck, unless, of course, you were playing one of us. <laughs> Go 49ers. <laughs>